Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. How you going? You want to hear a joke? I'd love to hear a joke. All right. If you're uh, American, when you go, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say the punchline? No. I'll start again. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. <laughs> uh, I got a joke for you. All right. I'd, I'd love to hear a joke. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, if you're American, when you go into the bathroom and you're American when you come out of the bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? A shitten? <laughs> Close. <laughs> European. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had it. Uh, Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk Feels nice to hear the pre-recorded intro again, rather than us live yeah. acapelling. Um, I was wondering why that it felt like I hadn't listened to that for a bit. It's because we've we, yeah. we actually haven't recorded an episode since we were at Accountex, but we haven't recorded yeah. like a in-studio episode in like I a know. month. I know it feels weird. Like are we, are we are we out of are we out of I don't know I can't even think of the word flow. Yeah, I'm definitely flow. flow. Hmm. Well, well, let's get back in in the flow of things today, Dan. All right. Well. What, what is the Tim and Dan That still sounded good. That sounded great. Um, Tim, how was, how was your week? What's your Tim and Dan this week? My Tim and Dan Hmm. We sat in ice baths. That was good. Yeah. How good was that? I felt like full of energy afterwards. Gee, I felt good. Gee, I recovered. <laughs> Do you think that's why they yeah. called it G, recovery? Yeah, it must be because you go in the water and you're like, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we went in. Um, the, the ice bath was one of the highlights. Yeah, it was. It was. It's sort of threefold. So mm. there's like compression boots. They mm. go all the way up to like. I really like those. Essentially, I quite enjoyed the compression pants. They they were cool. Mm. Very relaxing because you're just on a recliner chair watching TV. Mm. Um, but it, you're getting like a leg massage. Mm. Um, and then we went in the infrared sauna. Mm. That was probably my minutes. highlight. I, I quite yeah. enjoy a sauna. I like to just sit and sweat, sweat we're, it out. We're thinking about investing in a sauna for the office now. <laughs> yeah, which will be news to yeah. our team who might listen to this. Um, we're going to have to get in touch with our IT provider and just check that um, laptops will be okay and in, yeah, in 70 the degree sauna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. look, I th- it's a worthwhile investment because, you know, it costs us like 50 bucks each for an hour session. Mm. And I feel like we could get a sauna for less than doing that once a week. Yeah, I definitely think so. Over as well. a year. Yep. Uh, and the third part of it was the ice bath. Yeah, it's like uh, alternate hot and cold, which is two minutes in the mm. in the cold plunge pool thing, and then two minutes in like a little spa, and you you, you rotate yeah. five times is is the idea. And there's two different cold temperatures, just mm. depending on what level you want to go to. Yeah, um, we had ten and seven degrees, mm. and it, you wouldn't think that three degrees would make it that much different. Boy, did it make a difference! It <sighs> oh made my God. such a difference. It's crazy. Like in the, I think you said this in the last time you were in the ten degree one. It's like when you're sitting in there, you're shivering. Like yeah. you're really cold, but you're yeah. just shivering. Yeah. But then when you're in the seven. You're too cold to shiver. Like yeah. it's your body is just like nope. Yeah, your heart's like beating out mm. of your chest. Your hand and your feet, get, hand, hands and feet get really sore. Mm. And then when you get back into the warm, I found much more severely from the seven degree to mm. the warm temperature. Mm. My um my skin tingled mm. all over. Yeah, it was, supposedly this is good for you. It, I, um, I think it's really. Yeah. I, I felt so good. I did feel full it. of energy afterwards. I was, I was like, on oh, a high. My body feels great. Yeah, I feel really good about this. Yeah, I don't know. Like two days later, I've definitely lost the uh, the lost benefits it. of that. Mm. And a couple of glasses of wine last night. Mm. Yeah, that'll oh, yeah. do it. Yeah, that, that will do it. But mm. I was kind of thinking, how good would it be if you knew you were going to have like a big Friday night? Book in the ice bath on the Saturday morning. Mm, that would be nice. And the boots and the sauna. Well, we're going out for work tonight. <laughs> book in a recovery, <laughs> book in a G recovery session yeah. tomorrow. It's not a bad idea. Anyway, shout out to those folks at G recovery. That was, yeah. that was a good time. Give it a crack. And I, look, this, mm. this raises a good point Dan mm. glad we're talking about this because it's been a little while since we had someone on to talk wellness yes. Jay was our last one mm. and he talked about the cold therapy yep uh, it would be good to get someone like maybe another doctor yep we'll get someone on soon because mm-hmm. um, we've got to always have that focus on 
being kind to yourself and uh yeah we should get i wonder if it, does anyone out there know like a like a, a medical researcher like someone who is currently researching cool things like cold and hot treatments and mm. inflammation and um, you know body stress responses and stuff like that that'd like be cool it. i would really like to talk to someone about that yeah same um but the, the other thing that's happened since uh, we last recorded tim is uh little louis first easter <laughs> yeah yes little louis first easter i couldn't mm. eat any chocolate no it's a but, shame uh, indirectly via the breast milk mm. he was getting chocolate, chocolate milk chocolate milk yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> imagine um yeah so yeah, yeah, we had a we had a really nice weekend. Wasn't the weather good? Uh, I was in Queensland, and it was good up there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. The weather was good there too. Cool. Mm. I ate good a Easter. lot of chocolate. Yeah, I, I saw some social media updates from you. Mm. You ate like an Easter egg bigger than your head yes. in one day. It was good. <laughs> I felt very sick. That's why I needed that G recovery. <laughs> I yeah, I really did eat a lot of chocolate this mm. year, and I found this Easter. Um, I don't know why. It was just like a weekend of feasting. Mm. Like this Easter almost felt a bit like Christmas. Yeah, right. That's cool. I don't know if you found that. Yeah, well, because I was in Queensland with my brother and his family and then um, his sister-in-law and, and mm. their kids and, and brother-in-law were, were there as well. So it's like yeah. ten, 10 people in the house just sort of having meals yeah. every day and yeah. going out and having chocolates. It did feel a little bit mm. like... Like Christmas-y. a Christmassy get together. I've never felt that before at Easter. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I've just missed out. But um, I've, I've got a question for you, Dan. Mm. Is there a world where Easter is better than Christmas? No. I think there is. I think there's a there's a, there is a there's dead set world. Not world that where Easter is potentially better as a celebration than Christmas. I think Easter is um, like it's the poor man's Christmas. It's <laughs> it's like it's 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 fine. It's pretty good. It's a great to have that celebration closer to the middle of the year. All right. It's, it's like, um, actually, you know what it is? Mm. Actually, no, this doesn't make sense because we had quite good weather, but it's a bit colder yeah. at Easter than it is at Christmas, right? So it's not really like some a people like that. go hang at the beach mm. kind of vibe, which summer and Christmas is for us. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So maybe it could become like our kind of cold weather family gathering. I think, you know, I think, and I just started thinking of this year, Easter... Mm. I think I like it more than Christmas. You shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Because Christmas, all right, I'll tell you a few reasons. Mm. Christmas, you're going to get gifts for everyone. You're a Grinch. Easter. You're such a Grinch. Easter, you just get a bit of chocolate. Mm. Job's done. You're a massive Grinch. Easter is a four day long weekend. Mm. Christmas goes for like a week. Mm. Awesome. I don't want to catch up with my family for a week and like well, you don't love your extend- family. No, but I love my direct family, but like extended family. Yeah, good and people. like people you don't see that often. And like all the barbecues. You're right. You should just disconnect from all of them forever. It's just too much. <laughs> it's like I like it. <laughs> I in, agree. In one week, Christmas you have to do it every day. Christmas can be a lot, and we this year in my family took a step back from a big Christmas. We had a smaller Christmas. Yeah, it was it quite lovely. It was quite lovely, so, but I think that's what you're tapping so you're into e- here. you Easterized your Christmas. That's what you did. No, I Christmasized, Christmasized, Christmasized my Easter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so yeah. tell us what you think out there, audience. Uh, do you like Easter, Easter or, Christmas or Christmas better? We do, should put up a poll. Do you like Easter? Like, ugh, like Easter? Yeah, it's great. It's chocolate, chocolate. chocolate. It's real fun. Family. Chocolate. Yeah, it is good. Or do you like? Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to get a lot of Easter responses here. Yeah, maybe. Everyone goes away camping over Easter. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. Camping is fun. Christmas. People don't go camping over Christmas because you have to be home because you have to open presents on Christmas morning yeah. at home. How boring. Fuck, I don't think that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I have fun. <laughs> All right, we're never going to. You can be the Easter man of the podcast. Yeah. I'll be the Christmas. I rate it. I we'll, just we'll both I just enjoy my both. thing over the weekend. Yeah. I was like, I think, I think Easter is for me at yeah. Christmas. I like it, but I think it's um, number two for me. Now. Everyone knows that Easter is like a gateway holiday. And once you start enjoying Easter, <laughs> you're going to start really loving all the rest. Like you're just going to need bigger and more. Give me more. Do you want another reason why Easter is better? Why? Because you can combine in Australia Easter with Anzac Day. For a 10-day holiday. It's particularly good when they're close together. Like, I really like I, do, I do enjoy that. They're, not, they're like two weeks apart this year. 
So take two weeks off. <laughs> yeah, well, lodgement date's telling me otherwise. But, yeah, sure is. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. There was that one year where Easter and Anzac, not long ago, fell like in the same week. Yeah. And so I think I think it was on a Thursday. Mm. And so it was you had Friday off, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. Mm. And then work was Tuesday, Wednesday, Easter, Anzac Day, Thursday, and then Friday. And then everyone just went, this we're closed. Week off. Yeah. <laughs> That, that should happen more often. It's I feel like good. Easter should be in Australia mm. tagged closer to Anzac Day mm. and just turn it into a festival that's better than Christmas. Mm. No, I can't get on board with that, but, <laughs> but I, I'm on board for a real fun celebration. All right. Um, let's move on to our business update sponsored by Cats Accountants. Thank you, Thank Cats you Accountants, Cats. for yeah. sponsoring the business update as always. Mm. Um, something interesting that popped up this week um, that I saw is that starting in July, the ATO are going to start pre-filling W1 and W2. That's a good one. With STP data. That's Yeah, that's really interesting. So if I've just thrown a whole bunch of acronyms at you, you're not sure what I'm talking about. Um, the ATO is the Australian tax data. Okay? <laughs> uh, so in your BAS at the moment, when you're lodging them every quarter or every month for ISs, you've got to enter in your wage data at, at the labels W1 and W2, which is like... Mm. Gross wages, tax withheld, and from wages. tax withheld from wages. Mm. Um, but you're also filing STP every time you mm. do a pay run, right? Mm. So the ATO have decided, huge brainstorm. Let's merge that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we already have we that have. information. I actually had this conversation with my brother like two weeks ago, when he's like, "So why do I enter this in if I'm filing?" I'm like, "Oh, it's just historically they. This is how they found out this information. You've got to lodge that." And he's like, "But." but I tell them. But <laughs> they already, already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real hard time explaining to him you can why see where he has heading. to enter it in. You can actually see where it's heading. Well, this is like what the commissioner said mm. at uh, ZeroCon last Zero year, Con, where, yeah. where, you know, phase one was, was we want to, the reporting and the payment, sorry, the reporting and the event happen at the same time. And then eventually it'll get the reporting and the payment happen, happen at, at the, the same, same time. time. So we're heading towards that future. Yeah. Oof. It's good though. It's mm. good. So some people have to lodge a monthly IAS. Yep. As an example, the ATO could now essentially tell you what it is and mm. you just have to click okay. It's getting to that point. Yeah, but which also means that you probably shouldn't lodge your BAS on like the first of the month because what if your pay run is on... Oh, no, that doesn't count because the wages won't be. But mm. just make sure you file your pay runs <laughs> is really what I'm getting at. Yeah, so obviously it could be with wrong. all of this stuff... Mm. It just puts pressure on your systems to make sure you're doing things right in the first place. Mm. And without knowing it, if you've been getting a bookkeeper or an accountant to lodge your BAS or IS for you, they probably fix things or do things you don't realize. Mm. So it's, it's not to say that you can just give them the flick and it'll just all happen itself. Um, that's, that's still a bit of a leap. Yeah. For me, I think it's just going to make it easier for people who are already doing it themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to, it's just going to mean that, yeah, you can process it a little bit easier, a little bit mm. quicker, but still rubbish information in, incorrect Baz lodged. Absolutely. Out. Yeah. Which could cost you so much money if you mm. get it wrong for a year, go to do your tax and then your accountant's like, this is all wrong. Oh, by the way, yeah. you haven't been filing STP, so you haven't paid any of your tax withheld for yeah. the entire year. Like I could see that happening for someone mm. new to zero, new to business. The, the, and, the, and this is a really good point, actually, is that the value of an accountant, and yes, we're biased, we're accountants here, but the value of an accountant isn't in lodging. Mm. Lo anyone True. can lodge. True. You can lodge. You, you, can lodge, yeah. you small business owner right now listening to this, you can go hit lodge on anything you want. You can go lodge a company tax return if you want. Point in case, Dan. Yeah. Point in case. We got driven by a taxi driver in Sydney. Do you remember that yes, chat? I do remember from, this I remember the conference yeah. and he said, so you guys are accountants. And we're like, yeah. Well, how come the ATO, I've been paying the money, but they say I still need to lodge my bass. Yeah. It's like, because you didn't lodge you it. didn't tell them what you owed them. Yeah. That's what we found out is that he hadn't actually lodged anything. Yeah. He'd just been paying the amounts he thought he had he owed. Which was apparently like 500 bucks over three years. I don't know how that adds up yeah, as a taxi driver. I would say it's wrong, but, but this is the value is that, yeah, anyone can actually hit lodge. Anyone can lodge. Yeah. But the value is the preparation of it mm. and ensuring that it's correct and ensuring that you're claiming things that you should be claiming and that you can claim that you might not realize. Um, the value is in the preparation, not in the lodgement. Yeah, and the value of working with someone in that capacity is that like when it gets to the point where maybe you can't pay a baz mm. what you're having yeah. cash flow issues you've got someone who understands your business has a relationship with you who can help you fix that problem 
Exactly. So there's a quick plug for accountants. Yeah. But also, Go accountants. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, us. Because there is a lot of talk about how things becoming easier is going to remove accounting as a profession. Yeah. Um, I don't see that necessarily. No. It, it, yeah. And exactly. And the, the point we've been trying to make is that it's all down to the preparation. It's all mm. down to that relationship. It's all down to really, you shouldn't be focusing on tax this much anyway. Focus on your business and how it's going. Definitely. All right. Well, that's uh, that's my business update. Let's move on to the tight ass tip. Tim, you got a huge tight ass. You got tip. that big fat tight ass tip. What have you got for Stay tuned as well because we came up with a, we were having a few drinks at that conference and we came up with the idea mm. of um, Tim's tight ass tip book. Yeah. And we, we mentioned this on one of the episodes we recorded, but since then we actually came up with a better name, I think. Yeah. Which was um, this book, this makes, book sense. makes sense. This book makes sense. C E N T S. Get it? <laughs> it's a pun. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be a, um, chapter one Tim Stardust Tips, top mm. 20. Top of 20. all time, I think. Yeah. And uh, it'll be an audiobook yeah. and uh, in the written format. It's going to be a bestseller. Chapter, it's going to be a bestseller. Chapter two The ones Dan thinks the most pathetic Tardust Tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> top 20. I like that. Uh, yeah. So what's, what's your Tardust tip this week? Uh, make coffee at home. Yeah. And we've done this. I think we may have mentioned this before. We've I think talked I, about it. I, I'd done a Dan's dollar saver around instant coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. It's good if you, if you don't mind the taste of um, garbage in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which obviously I don't. I love a bit of garbage in the mouth. Um, but... What uh, what specifically are you referring to here? Because you're saying like, yeah, you want a nice barista made coffee, mm. but do it at home. I don't understand how this yeah, happens. Look, I think, you know, you've got to figure out what what coffee you like mm. to drink. Yep. I'm a soy flat white guy mm. and uh, sometimes I accidentally order lattes because they're the same things, different cups. Mm. And uh, a little while ago, just before COVID, I decided I need to stop going out for coffee every day. Mm. And start making my own. Yeah. And I got a lot of benefits from that, Dan. First of all, though, I had to invest 1800 bucks into good equipment because you know me. Once I decide I'm going to buy something. You're all in. I'm like, You're all in. I got I to gotta have the best. Yep. Or like a or low good. cost version of yeah. the best because <laughs> the best is probably five grand. Yes. Uh, but anyway, if you yeah. buy a grinder mm. and an espresso machine that isn't a Breville, mm. then it's going to cost you like 1500 to $2,000. Yeah. And you've had a lot of bad experiences um, on grinder, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my grinder. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So anyway, mm. make an upfront investment, but it saves you in many ways then because um, a coffee is really expensive to go out and buy these days. B it's a very time consuming thing. If you're going to go and get a coffee every day mm. to sit at the cafe and either wait for them to make it to then go, mm. um, or to actually sit there and consume it, you might be actually investing a bit more time than you think into mm. that activity. And we want to work on healthy habits here, Dan. We do. We're we all do. about, how, you know, atomic habits. Habits That's it. Like melting the ice cube, as you like to say. If you're spending half an hour having mm. coffee with your loved one, awesome. Mm. If you're spending half an hour driving to and from a cafe and then half an hour to have a coffee with your loved one, not awesome. No. So there's a lot of benefits. Or just like make a coffee um, on your own without a loved one. And thirdly. Also fun. That's fun too. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the patronizing (laughs) pat on the back in his face. (laughs) Thirdly, it's just really good. Like it's Mm. fun. You get to learn a lot about mm. how coffees are made. And then you realize some cafes actually don't make that good coffee. No, that's true. Sometimes you do get a rubbish coffee. But we're learning a lot about you today. We're learning that you hate Christmas but love Easter. Apparently, yeah. Because you're a fundamentalist Christian who <laughs> thinks that uh, he has risen and it's better. It's just uh, a nice weekend. You know, it's a good time of year. But also um, that you find making a coffee at home really fun. It's good. It yeah. is. It is. No, it particularly is. the good ones. <laughs> Give you a pat on the back. It's rewarding, Dan. It's not like you playing a guitar. You mm. know, there's a there's a process. There's a natural order of things. Yeah. 
Um, and you will save money. Give it a year. If you invest about that much yeah. in your equipment, no, I you love, will save money. I love saving money. I'm a huge tight ass. And I had a cheap little barista machine for a long time. And I was frothing my milk every day, making mm. my little coffees. Frothing. Just frothing on it. And, <laughs> and I 100% actually agree with this. If you have the desire and it saves money, then that is awesome. I, and you can still go out for coffee. Yeah. Like I still go out for coffee, but my, just not seven days a week like I used to. I make my instant coffee every morning, which I'm quite happy with. Mm. Um, but I've decided there, Fridays through Sundays, I can go buy a coffee. That's it. Mondays through Thursdays, instant. I've decided something dangerous recently, actually. I know. Yeah. So I was like- You, my, you took a coffee recently to the coffee shop. I've that done we that a at. few times. And that's <laughs> not me. <laughs> We've sat there and you had your homemade coffee at the shop with the rest of us. true. I mean, I drank half of it on the way there. If that makes it any better. It it doesn't. I mean, you did buy a burrito. You bought food there. there, And it was because I have to make... Not defending myself in there. (laughs) You should. (laughs) That is bad. Um, What have you decided? I've decided that that $5 saving I make on a coffee, Mm. I should invest that Mm. into a bet. Into a bet. On fantasy AFL. Oh, God. I know. So far, I've lost 15 bucks. That is dangerous. It is dangerous. Mm. So, And uh, really, you shouldn't be betting $5. You should be betting five less the cost of your coffee. So you, you're I buying agree. beans and soy milk and yeah, all those things. You know, what's right. this, you're probably paying at least $1.50 per coffee. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. But, and, you know, I've lost every bet so far. So yeah. just chasing losses here. But uh, Well, that's fun. We can talk about that in the other thing. Good tight ass tip. All right, Tim, let's move on to our main topic today, which we haven't even mentioned yet. Yeah. Uh, main topic is, uh, do you have to pay FBT or do you, does it attract FBT mm. uh, on frequent flyer points that your business accrues and you use personally? Yeah. Or like, can you use your business's frequent flyer points? Because <coughs> I'm tight. Woof. <laughs> Dan's yeah. allergic to FBT. Yeah. Who isn't? Mm. Uh, can you use your business frequent flyer points on personal travel? Now, this is something that we hear a lot. People have like a business credit card and it mm. attracts like every major credit card um, advertises that use your business credit card and get these frequent flyer points. Yeah. That's like a major selling point. Yeah. Not one of them mentions that this might be an FBT problem. Yes. Right. And so. No. And even there was a recent article flagged by the Nepo Babies, aka Mum and Dad. Yeah. Shout out Nepo Babies. Um, which, you know, who knows if that's like kind of a paid article placement mm. for these like programs. Pro- probably, probably is. Probably is. Yeah. Um, but it was about this guy who's a doctor and he flies flat. Like that's all he does. Mm. But he uses his points to do that. Mm. Which sounds amazing. Mm. And I'm pretty sure in that article it did say there's no tax implications. Mm. It was spruiking that as a benefit of using the points. Yeah. That is factually incorrect. Exactly. We want to dive into this a little bit further and by no means are we going to come to final conclusions on every scenario you're going to face, but we have Mm. some general principles. General principles and this is guidance from the ATO too. So like this isn't actually set in stone Mm. like complicated matters, FPT. Yeah. It's really complex. Yeah. So why don't we start there? What is fringe benefits tax? That's still a reminder. It's, it's probably been three years since we've done an FBT episode. Um, so for those of you who are listening to this and you run a small business, you're wondering, what is FBT? Um, if Tim was an employee of mine um, and instead of paying him a wage, I decided mm. to pay his rent, yep. pay for all of his motor vehicle expenses. Yep. Uh, and pay for a bunch of other costs that are just personal Buy expenses. my coffee beans and yeah. my coffee machine. Which are just personal expenses. They have nothing to do with work. They're just his own costs. But I'm not paying him wage. I'm just paying those expenses for him. Mm. Well, if FPT didn't exist, Tim would pay no tax yeah. on any of those things. Which makes you think, like, when, when was FPT brought in? In the 80s? Yeah, 90s? I think so. What were they doing before that? Oh, yeah. The world before FPT. Must have been a good, good <laughs> world. Good place. <laughs> so... So, uh, yeah, we, we could have just been... So, instead of paying tax on 100 grand, Tim's now only paying tax on 50 grand because mm. we're covering 50 grand of his personal costs. Yeah. Um, so, the ATO and the lawmakers obviously said, that's an issue. Wow. Which it is. Big loophole. Uh, and so, they added this thing called fringe benefits tax, which is a tax... On fringe benefits. On <laughs> benefits paid that aren't your wage. Yep. Yep. Um, and the way it's calculated, we've done whole episodes on this. It's re- it, there are silly rules and ridiculous 
calculations you've got to do on the different types of fringe benefits. There's different ways to calculate motor vehicle fringe mm. benefits. There's different ways to calculate uh, car parking. Yeah. Uh, in um, sorry, uh, ex- just personal expenses, mm. expense reimbursements. Mm. Um, there's, there's all sorts of different yep. fringe benefits, and the way they're calculated are different. In house. Benefits. In house uh, benefits. Work, say you work at a fridge manufacturer and you get free fridge, free fridges. Yep. <laughs> How's that calculated? Yeah. So yeah, there's there's all these different things that um, that the ATO make rules on 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 how, on how to um, calculate the value of that, and then you get taxed on it. Not you personally. The business gets taxed on it. Yeah. So it's at an the additional highest marginal tax rate. Additional return mm. for the business to lodge. Mm. Um, they then calculate the benefit. They mm. pay tax. 45% of that benefit. Yeah. And and the annoying part about this is, because if you think about it, if Tim, my employee, was meant to pay for these expenses himself, he would have earned income, paid tax, and then paid for those expenses, right? Mm. So really the amount of gross income before tax that Tim needs to earn to pay for that expense mm. is, if you're thinking at the highest margin tax rate, it's almost double. Yeah, true. So that's why a fringe benefit just because I've paid 10 grand of expenses, well, that's actually 20 grand worth of income and yeah. then you pay tax on that. Exactly. So- um, Like think private school fees mm. as an example. If you're sending your kids to Knox Grammar and it's yeah. 50 grand a year, mm. there's a little product placement for uh, the Knox. Knox. They want to sponsor the show. They're it's welcome a hard Knox <laughs> for us. That's what they should all sing is the school song. <laughs> Isn't that their school song? Uh, it should be. Oh. Yeah. Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Like, mm. and people do this. That is one hundred thousand dollars of before tax pay. Yep, because they probably are earning yep. wages at the highest marginal rate mm-hmm. uh, to pay for those school fees every year. Yep. So yeah, so fringe benefits can be quite costly. Is the point I'm it's trying costly, to make? Really, and it's better to just avoid paying fringe benefits tax. Yes, um, there are exemptions. So so if using a flights loyalty program mm. is going to make your small business pay fringe benefits tax. That is a concern. Mm. It's a concerning thing. Yep. And we know a lot of people do earn points for business purchases um, and do use them for personal purposes. Yeah. So if you're that person, you're going to want to listen in to the rules here and then come up with maybe a bit of a plan of attack around mm. how you're going to, do this moving yep. forward. <laughs> so I, I've got a few questions I want to pose and we'll try and answer them. Okay. Question number one, is it a fringe benefit? <laughs> we'll go through that. Yeah. Question number two, if it is a fringe benefit, well then what's the value of those points? Mm, exactly. Um, so we'll go through that in a second, but yeah. Question- and actually I've been looking into this recently, so I probably do have a bit of a work example. Yeah. Cool. Oh, we can do a work example. Nice. Yep. All right. Number one, is this fringe benefit? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but there are funny little yeah. loopholes, and, and not loopholes, but, but circumstances which aren't yeah. classified it, as a fringe benefit. It does depend. It depends. Yeah. So an interesting one. Scenario the, one. Scenario one that we came across. Uh, business, mm. two drunk accountants, proprietary limited, flies uh, um, Tim mm-hmm. to a conference. Zerocon London. And then Tim happens to have Qantas frequent flyer points. Personally, himself, it's got nothing to do with work. He just happens to have a frequent flyer program and he adds his number to that flight. Yeah. And he earns points. Because the flight has to be booked in my name, yep. obviously. It can't be booked in yep. two drunken counters, PTYL, Titty's name. Correct. They don't have a passport. So uh, the company pays for that flight. It's a business trip, but Tim just happens to add his frequent flyer to that flight and earns points for it. Not FBT. This is okay. Yeah. This is actually okay. Because the way it's deemed is that there's frequent flyer points is not a relationship between the employee and mm. the employer. It's a relationship between the employee and the flight people. Yeah. So people who do a lot of travel for work, yeah. even if it's paid for by work, um, it seems like it's okay. It's not a fringe benefit for them to earn points, to be upgraded mm. uh, and f- to use those points for personal purposes, yeah. like buying things or buying flights. Now let's flip that on its head a little bit. Exact same scenario but the business has a frequent flyer membership, a business, it's a, it's a, a special business Qantas mm. frequent flyer membership for business travel. It books it, it gets points, and then it gives those points to Tim mm. to use personally at a later date. That could be FBT now. It could be. Yeah. It could be. And this is the one that's probably more common because yeah. 
you know, there are obviously a lot of jobs that involve flying mm. all the time. And that's fair enough. You get a lot of points that way. Mm. But most businesses, the benefit they see in getting these cards is that you can get like, for example, an Amex Platinum card. Mm. You can get 2.25 points per dollar spent. Yep. Um, so as an example, we spend a lot of money on zero subscriptions mm. every month. And um, that's pretty enticing mm. to get like over two points per dollar spent mm. with zero. Absolutely. Because um, that's just a monthly set and forget points banking up per year. Um, and to give you an idea of like upgrading to a business class flight to say London from Sydney mm. uh, for a reward flight, you're looking at 200,000 Amex points. Mm. Um which means you need to spend for for a one person to get a business flight, which is worth twelve grand, yeah. probably twelve to fifteen grand. So you might have had to have spent a hundred grand for that. A hundred grand, mm. which a business can easily do year mm. on year, buying normal supplies. Like yep. uh, just think of a builder buying things from Bunnings mm. as an example. They could easily mm. buy a hundred grand's worth of materials from, say, Bunnings or other similar suppliers. Mm. Um, so that's a pretty common scenario. The issue is though, you bank all these points. Are you going to then use it for a personal flight? And have you considered that there might be fringe benefits tax? Yeah, exactly. So the, the, the general principle around this, um, is that if, um, you're giving your employees points that you've earned just through general business and commercial operations, and you just happen to earn some points and you're giving them to people as a reward, that is probably FBT. Mm. Um, if your employee has their own frequent flyer and they're receiving it just, um, you know, as a secondary mm. thing to that flight occurring, then that's probably not FBT. Yeah. So what people then do is they go, great, well, what if I just happen to pay for a lot of business expenses on my own credit card mm. and I get reimbursed for that? Well, if there's no other commercial reason than to just earn those points, mm. the A2 have determined that that then is FBT. Yeah, okay. So what would be an example of a commercial reason? I can't think of one that would be for you personally to use your mm. own credit card. If you could get better terms. Yeah, maybe if you get better payment terms or um, lower better interest, interest yeah, better or interest something. Um, mm. But again, mm. if there's no other way to do that, in the business, then really you are just doing that for yeah. the points. Now that doesn't work backwards the other way either. So like as an example, the Amex card, I'm just going to use that example again. Yeah. been looking into this a lot recently for, mm. for our business. So you can get 99 cards for employees to use yes. for spending. There's a pretty commercial reason mm. to, to invest in a card like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure you can get bank feeds rolling through mm. into your accounting software as well. So that's quite efficient. Nice way to do it. Yep. Um, there's an approvals process. Mm. Uh, is that going to help mitigate fringe benefits tax concerns? If you're then giving the points to people though, so it's a business mm. card and it's a business arrangement mm. and the business is earning those frequent flyer points and then you give the points to your employees. Well, not give it, but let them use it for personal use. Purchase a flight that they're doing for like a personal holiday. That I think would probably Smells be FBT. Smells of FBT, yeah, doesn't it? That would be FBT in that scenario. And there's no like worked examples of these things, yeah. which is really annoying. It's probably just because the ATO, like they flagged in 2017 that they're going to um, mm. dive into this a bit deeper. There's articles online, we were doing a bit of research for this mm. topic, where they were flagging it as a thing they wanted to look into. We haven't seen that no. happening in reality. I'd nope. be interested to know if other people have seen that happening. Uh, maybe the ATO just got a bit distracted mm. once COVID rolled around. But it's on their radar. It's something they would definitely consider. And they can mm. get all they can get the information as to who's using points to buy things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean there was a there was another update this week from the ATO that they're going to be getting all investment loan data. Yeah. So if you've got an investment loan for a property, mm. now they're going to be getting all of that data. Which I'm not sure what they're going to be using it for, but compliance activity i imagine so they're getting data from everywhere so if you are in this situation what do you do dan and this is where we, i guess we could do a mm. worked example of you either pay fringe benefits tax mm. or um you could maybe take up extra income for the 
employee in question. Yep. Like a loan back, mm-hmm. a loan back yep. to the business or um, or you only use it for business travel. Yeah. It's probably the third option. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. So I just want to read out one quick paragraph before we dive into that. Yeah. Um, this is how, this is how often ATO things are written, which is very helpful. A reward received by an employee under a consumer loyalty program, like frequent flyers, may be a fringe benefit for the purpose of the the act where the facts demonstrate that there is an arrangement between the employee and the employer so that the provision of the reward has a sufficient and material connection to employment. Mm. So if you're employed and you're receiving this as a benefit, Mm. it's a fringe benefit. If you're, incidentally receiving points mm. from a flight you took, yep. not a benefit. Yep. Um, so how can you avoid it once you are, yeah. you've earned all these AMX points, mm. you decide to uh, use them for personal use, mm. what happens then? Yeah, because bear in mind, like putting your head in the sand, if you have done this or are planning on doing this mm. is not really a viable action. Mm. It's not something, you know, you just, you're just hoping for the best there. Yeah. And then the ATO never get the information and then never knock on your door. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really not probably mm. viable. Um, so option number one, pay fringe benefits tax, I suppose. Yep. And um, so the first thing you're going to have to do is value the, mm. what these amounts are. The ATO back in 1999 <laughs> issued a little ruling on this. Mm. And I think it still stands. I don't think well, it's changed. Yeah, I think you're right because yeah. And so mm. what they've said is that based on the full published fare, mm. uh, you can adopt a percentage of that to determine the value of the reward that you've received. So if you use those points to fly mm. to, let's just as an example, London, London, London yeah. Um, then you look it up. And you say, great, all right. Well, business class is ten grand. Yeah, it's lit, probably $12,000 per passenger. Yeah. yeah. So I did 10 because it's an easy number to calculate percentages from. Makes uh, sense. Times 70%. 70% is the- So you've received a $7,000 mm. benefit in that right. case. So so then let's- You have gross to it gross up. that up. Gross it up. So let's it's just, almost two times. Let's just make- Yeah, there's a, there's a two point something something and one mm. point something. But let's just make it easy. It's two, two times. So, so it's $14,000 of income of which you will pay- Fringe benefits tax of forty five forty five percent. So it's like six thousand six and a half. Correct. Six and a half grand, close to seven grand. Let's say. And so the business pays seven grand of tax. I guess to claim that as a tax deduction. Yep, and you get a twelve thousand dollar flight. So it's costing the business seven grand. Seven mm. minus the tax saving. Yep, and which is let's just say twenty five percent of that. So yeah, what's that? Like fifteen hundred bucks, yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. So let's let's say it's going to be about five thousand dollars. It's costing the business, yep, for that flight mm-hmm. in terms of fringe benefits tax minus the company tax you save, yep, and you're getting a ten thousand dollar flight, yep, a ten yeah sorry ten thousand dollar flight, mm. yep. So an overall savings of, of five, four and a half grand, four and a half, five grand. It's not bad. Pretty good. Still doable. Pretty good. Little, like, we haven't included any admin costs there or time. No. So you now have to lodge- To pay an accountant to lodge- Pay an accountant to lodge fringe benefits tax return after March at mm. the end of each year. All right. So that's paying the fringe benefits tax, which yep. we, yeah, we're not in favor of. We don't really like doing that. So option two, if you don't want to pay fringe benefits tax- You pay the business back for the value that you have received, which would be this $7,000 right. flight. So you can do that by taking a dividend- you could take a dividend that you don't actually receive the money of $7,000. Or a wage bonus. Wage bonus, which you'd have to gross up for tax anyway. So that's just, it's probably going to be... Depending on your income. So if your income, if you're earning less than that top tax threshold, you'd save money by just paying yourself an additional wage that you then pay back to the business because mm. you'd be paying tax at 37% or 42% or something. I like the dividend option because it generally comes with franking credits. Yep. Um yeah, so that's probably that's probably the best option. That's probably the is, best is, option. Is put it into a director's loan. Yep. Pay more dividends out than actual cash you take. Yep. And then it'll be, if it'll feel mainly like you're getting it for free anyway. You you will, it will you will owe a little bit of tax personally. Yeah. So you personally in that scenario, let's just say that your tax rate is so let's just say it's thirty two and a half cents. Thirty two and a half. Thirty two yep. and a half cents is what you're currently paying tax and plus Medicare levy. So say thirty four and a half. <laughs> All right, nice. Right? Um, 
if you have a small business, you've paid yourself a dividend, you get franking credits of 25%. Mm. So really you're only paying, you know, nine and a half percent on the grossed up dividend. Yeah. It's not much. It's not much. This is uh, in that scenario, yeah. that flight, um, the franked up, the fully frank, the gross up amount, $10,000, you got say, a, roughly. You got a $10,000 flight. It's going to cost you about $1,000 in tax. Correct. If you pay a fully frank dividend at the 25% franking rate. It's pretty good. That's great. We should do this. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, that, you know, there's other benefits that come with these cards yeah. too. We could, we could do that for a, yeah. It's like, like show it's them your yeah, Apple down. Pay. With yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want, it, I want the lounge. You start yeah. calling people bitch and stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what people with Amexes do. Every time anyone calls someone bitch, I think Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, I do as well. From um, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I think, of, I think of Larry David where he's talking to the rapper and he's like, bitch is more disrespectful. You should call them bitch. <laughs> it is so I always think of the time as well. Someone bumped me over at footy one time and then stood over me and called me a bitch. <laughs> But he, he didn't even, he bumped me as I was kicking. I was off balance. That's so funny. He could have like slightly pushed me and that I would have fallen so over. Funny. And then he stood over me and was like, bitch. Did you laugh or were you like real yeah, angry at the time? I laughed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, uh, so let's so circle back op- here. Option one, not great. Fringe benefits tax. No. Not great. Option one, you, you're paying, um, what, where we calculate about five grand in tax. Which means the business pays for it. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. So there's no. the advantage there. If you don't worry about the There's money- There's no your additional income in your name. You that's all. about that. So you could do that. Option two, if you have franking credits. Yep. And I would like to think if you're flying business class, mm. you're probably paying some tax. Yep. <laughs> you're making profits in your business. Yep. So you're probably going to have franking credits. Yep. You could pay yourself a dividend. It may cost you somewhere between, on yeah you know, per business class flight, if it's mm. $10,000 per flight, mm. one to $2,000 per person. Yep. That's pretty great to fly business class. Pretty good. Considering now, that is a free flight. You're not paying anything for that flight. If, Normally you're paying two grand just for economy. If it's economy, by the way, it's only 35% for international and 45% for domestic. That changes, that changes it again. That's even cheaper. Mm. Even cheaper. So paying yourself- What about premium economy? Employing, <laughs> <laughs> paying your, this is a 99 That didn't exist back then. <laughs> Uh, paying yourself uh, a dividend to cover the contribution that you need to make back for the value of the benefit you're receiving, you'll end up paying a small amount of tax and mm. you can avoid the worry about fringe benefits. Mm. And what was option number three? <laughs> Forget now. Uh, only use the points for business, business travel. travel. In which case there's no issue. Yeah. So look, it's no going to be hard to prove that if you're traveling with your family as an example. Yeah. If you're, let's just, this is, Random example, if you're flying to say um, London or Ireland in, in August and there's no <laughs> conference and you're not there for any purpose to meet clients and you want to use points to do it, that would be hard to, to it's show hard. that it's for business use. Pretty hard to show that. Yeah. Now, what if you're a husband and wife mm. and you do have kids, Dan, mm. and you travel to America, yeah, but you are an exporter to America and you visit, sites, mm. you visit sites to pursue business avenues. Mm. Um, where does that sit? Is that another podcast episode? Yeah, it would have to be, if you've used the points for the whole family, that'd be an apportionment, I'd imagine. What if they're under two and they don't cost any money for the flight? Well, then there's no cost. There's no benefit. Bang. There you go. But your wife, I, mean, I hope, is older in the than two. Yeah, but your wife works in the business. Oh, so it's a husband and wife Husband business. and wife working in the business. Yeah. If, if it's so, if you arrive there with your two-year-old child and you're going to like a factory or you go into these places <laughs> and then all you do that and you go home. Yeah, but you can do personal things on business travel. It just depends what the, what the You'd main have to reason. Apportion it though. What, what is the main reason of the travel? You can't claim. Is the main reason a family holiday or is the main reason work stuff? Yes. But and the kids need to come. Let's say you go and you spend two days doing business stuff and you spend two days at Disneyland. You'd have to apportion that. You would, yep. but you could probably claim 50% of the flight. Yes, correct. Whereas if it's mainly for personal reasons and you do one business thing while you're there, you yep. probably can't claim any of the you flight. You can't any of the flight in that scenario, correct. But yeah. if you are there for three weeks and every single day is business, except on one day you go to a Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> then probably fine. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> weird example. Yeah, it's Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Not In-N-Out Burger? No, Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. I mean, you get a kid. 
<laughs> a kid wants to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, a kid that doesn't eat whole food yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like the kid in that scenario. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go, Dan. That's a pretty good little rundown. That's a great I rundown, think. Yeah. I think. Let's, uh, let's end, it, end it with that. Hmm. Clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, as fridge benefits tax always, always is. is. Always is. And when I come back to look at this again mm. in six months, I'm going to need to almost listen to this episode to get an answer on that again. Because yeah. it seriously, it throws you. It does throw you. It's confusing. As an accountant even, mm. you need to look into this stuff every time. So um, other things, Tim, I've got a couple other quick things that I can, I can mention. The first one is, um, are you across the, the loggerhead turtles at Shelly Beach situation? I saw something on Facebook, yeah. So um, randomly, uh, just after New Year's, a loggerhead turtle laid eggs at a beach near us. And, and it was the, all fenced off, right? Yeah, it's the hmm. first time that had happened, as far as I can tell. What, what was that turtle thinking? It's like, a, it's a dog beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it's also well south of where they yeah, normally lay like eggs. the yeah. further south in four decades or something yeah. that a loggerhead turtle has laid eggs. And these turtles are, ma- these are the turtles that I saw when I was up in, in Bundaberg. Wow. Um, massive, like, anyway. Wow. Laid all these eggs, they were really worried though that the temperature got, was going to get too low for the eggs and all the eggs mm. would die. So Taronga Zoo came and got the eggs, put them in an incubator. Nice. And when it got close to the time they think about the hatch, they put them back. Actually, no, they hatched them and then they've put them back on the beach though to yes. let them go nice. back into the ocean at Shelly Beach, which is awesome because turtles cool. always come back to the same beach they were born to lay eggs. Wow. So that means we're going to be doing this again in like, how long does it take for them to- A few years, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll know if, if any survived, I guess. Because they'll come back and lay eggs. <laughs> oh my God. How cool is that? That's really cool. So we there might be getting too. more loggerhead turtles laying eggs at Chili Beach That's in the next exciting. few years. That means that loggerhead turtle that laid its eggs there- Will come back. Was born there. Oh, potentially. It could have just got lost. <laughs> but <laughs> so they don't have 100% history. It's not 100% history, right? uh, but they're meant to come back to the same area. How do they, how do they know? They track them. There's like, no, but like- how do the turtles know? Uh, I don't know. Well, like there's road signs or maps. When I was at the, the ocean, this, the turtle thing in um, in outside of Bundaberg, um, they would they tracked a few of the turtles, and they were in like South America for a while, <laughs> and then it'd come all the way back to lay eggs. That is ridiculous. How insane is that? How do they know? I don't know. Hmm. It's crazy, and they they can barely see outside the water. They use the moon to get back to the water. <laughs> Yeah, they can make it to a beach halfway across the world. How are they still a thing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you're so limited that you need to lay eggs where you were born, you travel halfway across the world. Yeah. Amazing stuff. That is amazing stuff that they even exist. Mm. Uh, Charles Darwin. You know Charles Darwin? I'm familiar with his work. Was a big fan of eating turtles. (laughs) Eating turtles? Yes. I didn't know he was eating the turtles. He loved them. Fuck Charles Darwin. (laughs) (laughs) There used to be a like a delicacy of um, naval like seafarers, mm. seamen, because <laughs> <laughs> because they would like carry this turtle, and there was lots of um, uh, funded projects to go and get a turtle and bring it back. But it took like literally centuries, I think, for it to be successful because the seamen just ate the turtles. Would eat the turtle mm. on the way back. It was just like a really good treat. So mm. they never made it home with yeah, the turtle. That's a shame. Ah, whoops. I didn't know that fact. Yeah. yeah. So Darwin liked to eat lots of animals, mm. which is pretty messed up. That is messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. He's not up. well known for that. No. Well, now he is. I'm going to spread the word. Um, any other thing for you, Tim? There was something else I was going to mention. It's gone from my head now. What's, what's uh, anything well, you want to recommend? Well, thing, I've been watching Shrinking this week. Great show. I finished it. How good is Jason mm. Siegel? He's very funny. Is that how you funny. say his name? Yes, it is. He is the best. And Bill Lawrence. Bill Lawrence, obviously. He's the goat mm. of, uh, of TV. And uh, Harrison Ford is quite good in it too. Yeah, the whole show is good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And I don't know the female actor's name. She's awesome too. Mm. She, she brings good energy. She does bring good energy. Yeah, I'm just agreeing with everything that you're saying. Excellent show. I recommend it. If you haven't watched it, Apple TV, check it out. Yep. It's a good feel. Check so it out. Like, and, but it's all about depressing things, which is just like Ted Lasso. Yeah. But for some reason, it uplifts you. It does. You feel uplifted when you're watching it. You, I got to the end of the series. I felt quite good about it. I felt yeah. good about where he was at and his journey. Yeah. How far are you through? Uh, halfway at five, episode five. Yeah, cool. 
The other one I watched the other day, um, the other week, was Severance. Mm. And that's also on Apple TV. It's pretty really like, it's a bit of a mind trip. Yeah, I'm I'm yet to watch it. I want to though. Yeah. So Mm. it's like the concept is they go to work and there's a chip in their brain that um, when they go to work, they... It's it's them still, but they but it's know. like they have no recollection of what they're doing there. Mm. So when they're out of work, they're you and me today. Mm. Then when they step into the elevator and go down mm. to where they work, their brain switches. Mm. It's still them. They still know everything that they knew, but no memory mm. of their outside life. Yeah, and vice versa, no memory of what they do at work. Mm. And it's like really trippy. It's cool. That's cool. It takes a while to to like get going, mm. but once it does. It's quite good. Sounds good. Mm. Sounds good. I'm keen to watch that. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, everybody, two drunk podcast at gmail.com, two drunk accountants and all the social medias. Um, uh, we're going to be doing a book nugget soon. If you've got a book nugget recommendation, send it through. If you have any questions. Yeah, we love video questions. this came from the Nepo babies. It this did. is the topic today. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, send it through to us. Preferably yep. a video message, but an audio message yep. would work well or an old school written message yeah, or even a handwritten note. Hey, Hand, send post us, us something in the post. Post us a note. PO Box 484 Wyong. Yes. New South Wales 2259. That's W-Y-O-N-G. Wyong. Wyong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets people. If you've ever, we uh, all, we if, all. If you ever caught the uh, Central Coast Line train from Sydney, you would often heard, next up, Wyong. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, sometimes you get that guy. The automated message is the Wyong, but the other, the, if it's the actual if it's the train driver, train driver's <laughs> national program, Wyong, and all sorts of Newcastle. Yeah, the West is where there's no Terminator Gosford. Does say, do you say Terminator Gosford? I need to go further than that. Good to get off the train. Please move to the last four carriages. Yeah, train is on fire. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, I also hate that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody, and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. <sighs> when do the tax rates change? <laughs>